0: For more information, visit us at fbcdumastx.com. That's fbcdumastx.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Now open your Bible as we explore God's Word together.
1: So, funny story. Um, I did a QA. and uh, I was in Alaska for a retreat. <laughs> and um, I... I should I should have learned and I should have said something, but <laughs> uh, the qu- I got questions that were unrelated to um, the topic of what I was talking about. <laughs> like, is it okay to get tattoos? That was one of the questions. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. So if that question is in there, I'm going to pass on it. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs>
2: All right, Alaska, that's fun. Okay. Well, do you travel a lot? There is is kind of unrelated, but is okay. that Okay. Do you uh,
1: travel a lot? I love to travel. My husband and I love to travel. Um we have some sad stories about not traveling during COVID. <laughs> we um we we had this family, this epic homeschool family trip to follow the path of the Allies through Europe. <laughs> uh, and COVID interrupted that um, three times in a row. So we have not yet gone because of we were supposed to go in May for the third time scheduled, and I got COVID the day before we were supposed to fly out. So. <laughs> but yes, when, when the Lord allows me to travel, I travel. Uh, I do this kind of thing maybe
2: once a month. Well, we're thankful you're here this month. (laughs) Um, I want to work on digging deeper into the Word, but sometimes even knowing where to start is overwhelming. What do you find works best for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um,
1: I like to, uh, well, one thing I personally do is I like to do the Read Through the Bible in a Year kind of program. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. Um, and I do that every year. Um, however, I, I've kind of changed it into a read through the Bible in every two years kind of path because, um, when you read, when you look at how many chapters you're supposed to read each day, I don't often get through it. So it ends up being two years, but, um, that has been a great, uh, thing for me personally and spiritually to do that every year. Um, because when I come up to, um, a book. I'm like, oh, I'm excited about this. I remember this or that, or um, I ca- find myself looking forward to the next book and, and knowing what you know what's going to be in it, and and kind of. Um, but then, even though you're doing the same thing year after year, I- there's always something new to learn. So that's one thing that I um, always recommend to people. Um, and I sent my son off to college with um, a devotional that kind of goes along with reading through the Bible uh, in a year. And um, he loved it. And so I can recommend it. I think it's called For the Love of God. Um, But yeah.
2: How many books have you written?
1: I've written nine. Uh, The ninth one comes out next year. So it's a children's book. I have a children's
2: series. When does venting turn into gossip is venting gossip?
1: Ooh. I like that one. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap. Um, It would be interesting to do a Venn diagram of that for uh, any (laughs) teachers in here. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I, I think... I think that um, we do feel this need to talk through things when something has happened to us, especially when we've been hurt. And um, I think that's where venting comes from. You know, we, we, ha- we have to share uh, what happened or get it out there in some way. Um, but it's just, I think it's an extremely fine line. Um, and so I think that uh, the best place to vent is to the Lord. Um, I think that, you know, you see that in the Psalms. You see the psalmist writing about what people have done to him, to the Lord. He's, you know, and he's very, he's not worried about gossip when he's (laughs) talking to the Lord about it. Um, So I think that would be the first place to go is to um, vent to the Lord about what has happened. I think that you can share with other people, um, but very without any details, you know, somebody hurt me pretty bad, I, I'm angry about it, I, I feel bitter, I feel like it's unfair, um, I don't know what to do about it, you know, that kind of thing, um, but once you start saying names of people and things like that, especially, um, especially in the church context, I think that starts going, crossing that line.
2: I guess I should have said it's anonymous except I'm going to read them, but I promise that, <laughs> that I'm not even really looking at the names, but we'll, we'll pull these out. So anyway, just feel like I wasn't very clear on that. I hope that's okay with everyone. Um, how do you discover what your spiritual gift is?
1: Oh, that's another good one. There are some inventories out there, uh, and your pastor may have access to them, Like kind of like a little questionnaire that you take um, that can help you kind of narrow it down um i think that people who know you well can pretty readily point it out to you um, what they see in you so i think asking people close friends family members what they see in you Um, i think also kind of what you're naturally drawn to do is another i think you know if you're always finding yourself serving in some way like that's what you you feel good about doing it you kind of know that's That's a gift.
2: Do you have any friendships that are not Christians? If so, how do you interact and lead them?
1: That's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any currently uh, close friends. Um, My life is very uh, Christian-centered, it seems like. I don't know if I do currently just when I'm so I'm so involved in ministry so um as far as close friends that I would uh you know share a lot of things with I don't think that I I have any non-christian close friends um I have in the past um and what was the second question with it
2: um how do you interact and lead them okay
1: yeah um like when i when i worked in like a non-christian setting I, I did and um remember um trying to navigate like wanting to like invite them to church and you know kind of how to how to do that and um and found that that was it was it was a good process for me to you know trust the lord uh, with that friendship uh and to take those risks you know to um share my faith with the person and, um, you know, I did find that the, the Lord was faithful in, um, you know, making that happen. I remember um, one time, you know, a woman participating in something that I had at church and then years later, um, seeing that she's still like involved in, in church and stuff like that. So that was good.
2: As a mom of boys, how have you encouraged their walk with Christ? In what way can I help to exhort my own son and daughter in their walk with Christ?
1: That's a great question. Um, I remember talk, I was talking to, uh, we have at our church uh, a whole discipleship program for um, the teens, and you may do something similar, but the... Um, we have adult, pa- adult parents who um, lead discipleship groups of teenagers, and then the teenagers uh, lead discipleship groups with middle schoolers. Um, and so I was talking to my son's discipleship group leader um, about, you know, the school year about my son, and um, he said, yeah, I, I wanna, we want to focus on encouraging them to be in the Word. And I, I just kind of commented that, you know, I've struggled with that myself because I I never wanted uh, Bible reading to be a legalistic thing for my kids. Uh, I didn't want to say, you must, you know, sit <laughs> and read your Bible for 15 minutes, you know, and, and made it um, a, a works kind of thing. Uh, I wanted them to want to do it. Um, and so... Uh, I've provided a lot of opportunities for them. I, you know, I give, like I said, I gave my, my son this devotional when he went off to college. Um, I, they always see me every morning sitting with my Bible at the kitchen table, reading it myself, and um, and we talk about, and occasionally I'll ask them, what have you been reading lately in your Bible, and um, things like that. So um, all that to say, I guess I have, my goal is not to be not to be legalistic with it, but to present it as something um, your heart needs, um, and that it's something that I uh, feast on. You know, it's what I need most, and so uh, I guess lead by example maybe would be the thing that I've focused on a lot. Um, I've s- we certainly have done plenty of devotionals, you know, as a family, and um, I've done Bible studies with them, like as part of our school. Um, but in terms of them doing on their own, I kind of wanted them to drive that, um, and so I, I've seen the fruit of that um, in recent years with them as they've kind of matured into their own uh, in their own spiritual disciplines. Um, so, how
2: do you ask? How do you ask questions and step out of your comfort zone? Um, how do you break through the walls you build that keep everyone at surface level and break through theirs as well? Um, there's a lot of questions on here, but uh, how do you, how can you show your friends the benefits of Christ's love when they haven't felt him or her in their life um, aside from living by example? And how do you develop a deeper friendship? So... That's a lot of questions. Oh I my can goodness! Mess.
1: Yeah. Okay. Tell me the first one again.
2: <laughs> uh, that's okay. How do you how do you ask questions to step out of your comfort zone? Oh, okay. How do you break through walls that yeah. keep everyone away?
1: Yeah. Um. I'm not good with small talk. I don't know if anyone in here. Um, some people are experts at it, and so I often have to like think ahead of specific questions that I, when I'm about to you know meet with a friend or. Participate in some activity where there's people. Uh, I'll often think ahead about you know what do I want to know about this person um, first so that I'm prepared and um, ready. You know when I meet with meet with somebody. Um, s- in terms of specific questions. Um, you know, one of the best questions that ever been asked by, asked of me, and I think it really made our a friendship go deeper immediately. It was someone I had known hardly a week. Like she just moved to our town and just started at our church. And, um, you know, like I said, normally you start out with on the outer layer and it takes a lot of time before you move in, but she like immediately was like, so what has the Lord been teaching you lately? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I, I thought we would be talking about, you know, where we grew up or <laughs> what we majored in in college, you know. Um, but her asking me and then her equally uh, sharing what the Lord had been teaching her as well, at the same time, we instantly kind of jumped over some of those initial uh, steps, um, and that fostered a, a, a quicker, deeper friendship Um so I think you know, certainly asking what, what people are learning, what, what God is teaching them, what, even how, how they've seen God at work in their life lately is another good question. Uh, what's the next one?
2: Um, let's see. How do you well, you kind of answered that. Um, how can you show your friends the benefit of Christ's love when they haven't felt Him in their life aside from living by example? And how do you develop a deep friendship is the, la- is the last two on there. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, th- I do think that the living by, exam- I mean, by when you're showing someone love, uh, I think that really stands out to them. Uh, and they start to wonder, like, what's, you know, what's what's different about this person that, that they're so kind or compassionate or generous or... Um, serving me in this way I think that really stands out uh to where they wonder like what's what's different and then that kind of opens the door to be able to say well this is because I've experienced God's love and then I must share it because I've experienced it um I mean I think you can certainly have conversations uh, with your friends about it um or even ask them you know about matters of the faith, but I I do think that showing um, in practical ways makes a big difference.
2: Um, How do you further and further, how do you foster and encourage your children to have Christian and healthy friendships?
1: That's another good one. Um, Our our family, for us our church family has been our family um ever since you know our kids have been born and so we've always uh, you know hosted small groups at our house we've um you know our friends from church are almost like you know the aunts and uncles for my kids and so they've um they've always seen these kind of friendships um you know, of, you know, having meals together and us, you know, serving each other. And when there's a need, they know that we're reaching out to people in our church to come help us. Uh, when someone else in our church needs help and we go and help them, they s- kind of see that lived out. Um, and they also know that, you know, some of our oldest friends, you know, we went to a Christian college with. And so we have this, you know, common faith with those people. And we've had that friendships for years. And so um, I think they've grown up just seeing those kind of friendships lived out. Um, and so I've seen that in them, um, that they value that kind of community themselves. And uh, when my, my oldest was in high school, um, and then when COVID hit, he really felt that lack of community and he initiated on his own, um, in a, you know, in a, in a COVID safe way, he, um, he would invite different friends to go hiking, you know, so we'd be outdoors, it was safe, but he was like, he really felt that need for community, uh, during that time. And so he would, um, do that. And then, um, my youngest too is often trying to find ways to, to get his friends over to our house. And, um, and he. And they all have chosen good friends, and that's something I've been very, very pleased with, and feel blessed with. That their friends are solid um, Christian friends that uh, keep them accountable. Um, like uh, my youngest, some of his friends do the uh, U version uh, devotionals. It's like an app that you can get, and you can like invite your friends to do a, d- a certain devotional with you through the app and then you get notifications. And and, um, so it's just kind of a a cute way that they share um, the word with each other, so.
2: (laughs) Um, Are there times that you can tell that a friendship can stay at a safe level?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I think that in it, in the initial stages of a friendship, it, it there is some uncertainty about s- safetyness in terms of can this person be trusted with what I want to share with them. Um, and that it, I think it's only once you get past that <laughs> stage that you can feel comfortable advancing and and there is a risk there. Um, And the, qu- you know, the question is, is it worth the risk to? to s- and, and, and I've had friends that have uh, very, uh, I'd say, serious and, and traumatic experiences in their life. And, and it took years for them to share that with me. Um, and I often, you know, <laughs> wow, why did that take so long? But I, I, I do know that, you know, the more that we have in our life, the harder it is to share, and um, I guess, you know, they would share it li- in little pieces, you know, over over time before they finally, you know, revealed some hard stuff that they had experienced, and uh, I really felt like, wow, they really must trust me that they've given me the full story now, um, and that I need to treasure that, um, and so, uh, yeah, I do think that it it might be be something, if you have a big story, for example, that maybe you don't feel quite comfortable sharing all at once, you know, maybe it is something where you want to test the waters and and do a little bit at a time. Um, But prayerfully, I think that all of that should be wrapped in prayer and and seeking the Lord's wisdom as you navigate that. Um, Because I think he'll, he'll nudge you, you know, if whether what you're doing is, is safe or not safe. But
2: How do you handle a problem or conflict with a sister in Christ? A problem at church, a misunderstanding, or an argument, or disagreement?
1: Yeah. Well, I would definitely pray about it first. Um, Pray about, you know, how you feel about it, you know, how, whatever it is that has impacted you. Uh, Pray asking the Lord for wisdom, uh, to know what to say. Uh, Pray for, you know, that you that he would help you see your own sin, whatever your own personal sin is in, as part of it, um, before you engage with the person. Um, so after you've prayed, then I would, you know, ask to sit with the person and say, I would own it all myself, you know. Um, when 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 you said this, I felt this way about it. This is how I received it. Um, I think that if you... Uh, bring something to someone assuming that they intended uh, that you know they were trying to hurt you you don't know that so you know I felt this way when you said this or I felt this way when you did this Um, this is how your your actions or your words this is how they impacted me Um, and I'm struggling with it and and I want to talk to you about it Uh, I want to work through it with you um, so if you if you come with that kind of attitude I think that 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 goes pretty far rather than you know how dare you <laughs> do this and you made my life miserable and you know you're the worst friend ever you know those kinds of things are immediately gonna um, shut them down they're not going to be willing to to make steps forward um, so I would definitely sit and talk with them but but owning it Owning your own responses and your own feelings about it. Um, yeah.
2: How long have you been in women's ministry?
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, I don't know, 18 years, maybe. <laughs> A long time.
2: Very good. how can I minister to someone who does not want to be ministered to? Mm,
1: that's a good question. Yeah, because you can't, you can't force anything upon somebody. Um, you can't control anybody. Um, it's, you know, it's really the Spirit who changes people. Um, so, you know, I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over, but I would start with prayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's really the lord who who works in people's lives, and so i would I would pray for that person um over and over, you know, pray for their heart and pray for opportunities, pray for the Lord to soften them um yeah' mm-hmm. got like four more <laughs> we're getting to the tattoo one right <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I set it aside for you. <laughs> uh, when was the first time that you felt the Holy Spirit? Oh,
1: I don't know that I could name a, a time. Um, I do. Um, you know, I grew. Up, I grew up in the church. Grew up in a Christian home. Um, never knew a day that I didn't, you know, know God. Um, but I. I do remember. Um, I was in uh, middle school and um, I went to a church where I was like the only teenager at the time and uh, we had a new pastor come in and his pastor's wife um, was my Sunday school teacher and so because I was the only student uh, I was able to it was all about whatever I wanted to learn really and so I would just she would just say well ask me questions and so I just ask all these questions about the Bible, and she would, you know, prepare a lesson kind of based on whatever um, I wanted to know about and learn about. And through that whole, like, year or two, um, I just kind of really blossomed in my desire and passion for the Word. And I do remember um, during that time, uh, through that, of just... um, I kind of consider that time of my life when I, when my faith that I guess was, had been my parents' faith became my own faith, um, and I had just an extreme hunger to know the Lord then, and so maybe that, maybe that could be.
2: Led you to the word. All right, and, oh, this one's stemming from, it's a question, question from session two. How do you grow together and see it follow through at home when it's your spouse?
1: So growing in the word together with your spouse? Kind of um, how
2: more. do you grow together and see it follow through at home when it's your just a spouse, it says, yeah. from session two is okay. where the questions yeah. stem from. Okay.
1: Um, I don't know if you're thinking of, like, maybe a spouse who's not a believer or is a believer, but, um, I mean, if if your spouse, you know, is a believer, then I, I think that you could, you know, make intentional plans to read the Word together each day, pray together each day. Mm-hmm. Um, if your spouse is not a believer, I think that's an area where you need to be in prayer for them. Again, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's the one who does the work mm-hmm. um, of praying for their heart and praying for the Lord to be at work in them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, prayer, between prayer and the word with other people engaging in that together, I think is, is the way that you that you grow. Yeah.
2: How do you handle a situation when there is a lack of communication with friends in in the way of responding the way that God would?
1: And communication is like, (laughs) I don't know, I wish that there was like a class in school every year on that because so few people know how to communicate. And whenever I think about it, I'm like, I'm amazed we made it past the fall of Adam and Eve, like like that we still exist (laughs) as humans. When you think about the the communication problems we have (laughs) and that we're not as bad, it's not as bad as it really could be. And so I think communication is such a huge and common problem, and um, we we have a lot of assumptions, I think, that we bring to our communication with people. We assume what other people are thinking. We assume what other people mean behind the things that they say and do. We assume what is going on in the life of other people. And then they do the same about us, and so. We're just often just kind of passing in our communication and, um, and so I think that the most, one of the most helpful things that you can do is, is as I was saying before, just kind of own your own stuff, you know, uh, and not, not put any, any assumptions on other people, not put them in the, in the position that they have to defend themselves, but. Uh, This is how I feel. These are the thoughts I'm having. This is what I experienced. This is how I received whatever it was that happened. Uh, And I think that goes a long way to...
2: Okay, last one. Uh, Why is doctrine so important if at the end of the day we all love God?
1: Well, doctrine is, is really just what the Bible teaches. Um... And so, if we want to know God, uh, the only way we can know how to love God is to know what He uh, tells us about Himself, um, and you learn that by reading the Bible. And then, what the Bible teaches is doctrine. Um, and so, I, I think that's you know that's really why why we have the Word is so that we would know the Lord, um, we would know uh, who He is, His character. Um, what he wants for us, um, those kinds of things. And so um, doctrine's kind of a, a weighty word, but it really is just what God has taught us about himself.
0: Thanks for listening. For more information about what it means to follow Jesus as Lord, you can email us at fbcdumas at hotmail.com. It's fbcdumas at hotmail.com. You can also reach us by phone at 806-935-5604. We'll see you next time.